0: You hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood.
1: Want to start your own LGBTQ business? Think you don't have what it takes to be your own boss or to be a business leader? Think again. On today's Queer Money, sponsored by Mass Mutual, we're hosting Matthew and Caleb of LGBTQ Entrepreneur. Hear how Matthew and Caleb are building a strong queer community by creating more LGBTQ entrepreneurs. That could be you. So let's get started.
0: There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money.
1: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. We're excited for today's show. We uh, found a couple of business coaches online a couple of weeks ago, and I saw their business model or checked out their website and it looked pretty amazing. So we're happy to invite LGBTQ entrepreneurs. Hello there, Caleb and Matthew.
2: Hi, how's it going here?
1: Absolutely, nice to have you. Thank you for joining us. Do you mind uh, giving us a little introduction of of who you are and what your business is all about?
2: Not at all. So, we are, like you said, LGBTQ entrepreneur at LGBTQentrepreneur.com. And what we really do is we just help people in our community who have started businesses that want to grow their businesses. They maybe struggle to get clients, aren't making the amount of money they want to make, and we help them do just that. Get the clients, make the money, and have an impact. Uh, we do that mostly because we know what it's like to start businesses, and we know what it's like to struggle, and we've gone through all of that, and if we can help other people avoid that struggle, we want to help.
1: That's awesome. Well, we're, we're two people who are kind of going through that struggle. So what's your what's your background in businesses? What businesses have you had, or do you have...
2: Yeah. So when I met Caleb, so Caleb and I were life partners and business partners. And we met three years ago. And when I met Caleb, he was actually a, a lawyer full time working at an office. And my business was basically I was doing body work part time, but working in restaurants to pay the bills. And so I knew that we, we had these opposite weird schedules where I would be working at night when he would get off work. And so it was just really, really kind of chaotic. And then I had this idea that I wanted to like, I wanted to start my business. Like I wanted to be a full-time body worker and Caleb has a master's in business among other degrees. He has a lot of of degrees.
3: Um, Yeah, so we actually both kind of, started our own businesses at the same time back then. I was working like 60 hours a week or more and it was just, it was getting overwhelming. So I decided to leave the firm I was at and start my own law firm. And then at the same time, Matthew was starting up his own business and we were both kind of using my background in business and just my knowledge from working a lot of management jobs before law school as well. And we put that to the test in our own businesses.
1: Nice. It sounds um, like it was pretty psychotic there for a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> it,
3: like, it, well,
2: it, <laughs> it was, it, it was a lot of just like, you know, putting our, we didn't really have, we didn't know what we were doing. in in reality, like we didn't know what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. So it was just a ton of trial and error. And then what we we found some things that actually worked really unbelievably well. And that's when like my income skyrocketed and I was, I started to make like $10,000 a month. I realized that a lot of these things that I had learned, Were kind of like plug and play, like anybody in any business could do these really simple things and they could instantly start making more money. And so we were like, we should teach this.
1: That's interesting.
0: It's it's very similar to our story. We struggled to get out of $51,000 of credit card debt. And it was after it took us two and a half years to get out of debt that we realized that we had something that was teachable as well, that we could share our experience and try to help other people who were Living in the hellish nightmare of massive debt, whether it's credit card, student, or personal debt, or any any kind of debt, really.
2: Yeah, a turning point for us was uh, Caleb actually got really sick last year. He was he was pretty much like on his deathbed. They they told us to prepare for end of life. Um, uh-huh. They thought he they thought he had cancer and he was in the hospital for three months. And all of a sudden, like neither one of us could work, and we realized that like trading time for dollars. For somebody else wasn't going to wasn't going to be sufficient if if we wanted to survive in San Francisco which we do that was really the beginning of us deciding to go into business together and spend as much time together as we can
1: yeah that's a, it's very interesting that you say that we were just on a podcast earlier today being interviewed ourselves and the 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 idea of trading time for dollars um came up on that show as well it seems like there's and I don't know if it's because of the circles that we're in now that compared to what we used to be in, um, or if it's sort of a global change, but it seems like there's a change in the way people are looking at, you know, how they use their time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have a specialty in businesses or specialty in the type of business that you work with? Do you look for a certain kind of entrepreneur or are you, can you, can you work with anybody such as, would you work, work with somebody ideally more online or somebody that has a brick and mortar?
2: What we typically look for are people, and well, not who we look for, but people who find us are typically socially conscious. So their business, there's a reason that they're in business more than just to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so we work with all different types of people in all different types of field, you know, like everything from yoga teachers to people that own, you know, small shops for kind of like thrift store kind of things, but high end. So our, our clientele really ranges.
3: Though, you know, the one thing we really focus on isn't so much what type of business they're in, but is that we want to work with other LGBTQ people, other people who are part of our community.
1: Gotcha. And why is that a focus?
3: For starters, just because that's, you know, it's our community. We feel these are people who we feel really comfortable around. But also because, you know, we think we, you know, we really landed on these gifts, this way that we're able to make businesses run well. And we want to share that with our community. We want to help lift our community up. And so it just makes sense for us.
2: And also in this country, there's still a lot of discrimination out there for LGBT people in businesses and people can still get fired from their job for who they love or how they look. And so for many people, it's their only option. Like for a lot of transgender people or a lot of, you know, queer people, the only option is for them to go into business for themselves, but they don't, they don't have necessarily the skills to, or the knowledge to grow it the way they want. Yeah. That's that's
1: hugely powerful.
0: Right. John and I are getting ready in the next week to go speak uh, at a LGBT financial symposium. And that is part of the message that we deliver is that there is Although we've made great we have made great strides in this country over the last forty, forty-eight years really, since Stonewall of 69, there are still so much more progress that can be made. I think that there's a mindset for so many people that, well, you have same-sex marriage or you have marriage equality today. You have everything you want and need. Why should you need, you know, what else do you need? And so I think that you're you're highlighting the deeper needs that so many people have when it comes to everyday survival or every day, the ability to thrive every day and do what you love and live the life that you love. And that's that's one of the things I appreciate about your business. And the, one of the reasons why John and I focus on the LGBT community as well is we want to see our ki- our community do more than just exist. We want to see people thrive.
2: Yeah, definitely. And And while like you know, it'd be nice if we lived in a world where money wasn't a driving force in this country, but it, in the world, it is. And so, we—it's—it's a, it's a really powerful tool, and if in the hands of the right people, it can do really powerful things. And right now, in this country, the—the the balance of money isn't necessarily in the hands of people who could do really good things with it. When I struggled in the beginning of making my business, people would ask me for money for donations to different events and different organizations and the political thing. Like, I wanted to give more money to. The politics that I supported this time around, and this time we could, because we're succeeding in our business. We can give to organizations and nonprofits freely because we're making the amount of money that allows us to pay our bills, travel freely, and and give back socially, you know, in a socially conscious way.
1: I'm kind of creeped out right now. I feel like they've been listening to our our presentation practices. <laughs> <laughs> They're a Video camera in our condo, I don't know about. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we we watched your – before I reached out to you, we watched some of your videos on – I think it was Facebook. And I was we were watching that and I was like, wow, this is exactly what we've been saying. So, we've got to have these people on. (laughs) Sorry, interrupted you.
0: No, no, no. I was just thinking about – as John mentioned earlier in the podcast we were on previously, he mentioned this whole idea of money – can be a force for good and a force for evil. It just depends on whose hands it's in. And that's, I think what you're saying right now is that you understand the value of the dollar or the, 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 the power that you have in being able to do more with your money. Um, we often t- encourage our community to be more, do more and be more. And one of the ways that we can do that is by not living paycheck to paycheck.
2: Yeah. And people have this idea that money is gonna change them and turn them into this bad person. And uh some one of my teachers, and I think one of the big teachers out there, just says money doesn't change who you are, it magnifies who you are. So if you're a good person, it'll make you even, you know, more giving. And if you're a bad person, it'll make you president of the United States.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little sub- sub- subversive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you focus on the lgbt community and obviously there's uh there's discrimination uniquenesses there are there do you notice any tre- other trends when working with lgbt communities that you, or individuals that you think might not necessarily be there for straight people
3: yeah so one of them is discrimination right and especially as an lgbtq business owner there's first the decision like do i be out publicly about who i am and then if you are, you know, the concern about how that's going to affect your business, are you going to lose clients? Um, and how do you use that in a way that it doesn't hurt your business? But the other thing that we really see working with people in our community is that for the most part, we've all been through struggle in the past. You know, we've been a kid who's realized that they were gay or transgender and, you know, had to come out and and had to go through these really difficult things and so then as an adult, you know, starting a business is, it's hard. It it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of motivation. And so working with people who have struggled in the past is, I mean, it's kind of a gift because they understand struggle and they're ready and willing to to face it and come out the other end.
1: Do you, uh, it's very interesting that you say that. I'm, I'm wondering, do you notice a, a trend of, of limiting beliefs? At all that you have to help your your clients overcome
2: well, definitely, I mean universal, right? we all have the, the big the big ones like i'm not good enough i'm not you know I don't know enough, but when it comes to LGBTQ people, I think we also we also struggle with authenticity when I first went out there and was trying to get clients, I would dim my light, I would lower my voice, I would dress differently, I would take out my piercings I would Really, just tone it uh, tone it down, right? Like I feel like we we believe in order to succeed, we need to tone it down. In order to fit in in the business world, I need I don't like uh, I don't like wearing dress shirts. Like I'm Matthew speaking. I don't like wearing dress shirts. I'm not a dress shirt guy. I own one, and then Caleb <laughs> Caleb has a whole half of the closet full of dress shirts and thank God we're the same size. (laughs) And so I I own one tie and then he has a tie collection. So it's just this idea of, we see a lot of people that are like, how do I succeed without giving up what makes me unique?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And it's, I love that because it really is. Isn't it when we give up, what makes us unique is when we're covering up, that part of us that allows us to shine and thrive. You know, if we're holding back the thing that we love, then we're doing what we're doing for some other reason. And it's never going to have the level of success that it could have if we're doing it with our whole heart.
3: Exactly. Absolutely.
1: So, I'm sold. If I want to become a client, what is my proce- uh, what's the process of, of working with you guys? How do you, what's the cycle someone would go through?
2: So honestly, we're really focused on results. Like we're we're big results guys. We will find out what it is that you're looking to attain, what your ultimate goal is, and what your vision is. We'll find out exactly what's blocking you from getting that, and then we'll do together. We'll do everything we can to to help you achieve those results that you're looking for. Um, so the process is unique and to each person depending on what they come to us with. But the the thing is, we'll we'll guarantee to some level, right? In a responsible way that you're going to get the results you're looking for. So
0: I can't be a millionaire tomorrow.
2: (laughs) Uh, You could probably be a millionaire tomorrow, but it's going to take you, um, unbelievable. Those 24 hours are going to be ridiculous. Um,
1: so I would, I would imagine though that, and I'm speaking from experience that maybe one of the struggles is helping entrepreneurs figure out what it is their goals are. Don't you think?
2: Yeah, I I found that oftentimes the struggle that people think they have isn't what the actual struggle is. So people think that, uh, and this is my example usually, is that people think that they're not getting clients because their website's not perfect or that their business card is wrong or they think that their marketing is off. And in reality, it could be that their message that they're putting out there is a mess instead of a message. And- <laughs> I love that. Do you have that
0: trademark? Oh, we've had blog posts <laughs> like that before. I
2: think we all have, which makes us <laughs> qualified to talk about it. Right? Like, right? We've, we've suffered, we went through it. And that's kind of like, that's, that's part of our specialty is we can really sit down with somebody and talk to them about what is going on in their business. And we have this gift to really just pinpoint exactly what's going on and say, if you change, if you tweak this one thing or these two things, it could really turn the faucet on.
1: Nice. Gotcha. I think that a lot of Clients or a lot of, um, let's just say, clients. A lot of business people, especially when they're getting started, it just seems like you have to do everything. You know, for example, you know when we started, people said you have to have a blog, you have to have a podcast, you have to be on all these different social media platforms, and it can feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. And if your whole goal is to, I don't know, talk about money, <laughs> doing all those other things, you might not be good at or not sure what you should focus on or spend your time with.
3: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons we really. Try to get people to their results first and then focus on the results and and work back from there right like if you're going on a trip somewhere and you don't know what your destination is you're going to have a really hard time driving there and so we don't just try to start driving without knowing where they're going to begin with and that is what makes a huge difference
1: yeah. I use Google Maps and it doesn't really work out very well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it got us lost last week. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: that was unfortunately
0: that was Apple Maps. That was my phone. <laughs> <fault. I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you know one of the things I, I, lo- I have to say I love about what you're what you're talking about in the process that you go through is that this is a a one size fits one approach rather than a what I oftentimes see with coaching businesses is that they have a structure that they just. Try to squeeze everybody into, and right. the the idea there is what's what's important to you what is what what is it that we want where do you want to get to and then, like you said, you back into that, and that makes a lot of sense to me
2: yeah and the and we've noticed that too and and to be totally honest, like the thing that shifted for me in my business is getting a coach who had a coaching program, like they had a program that i that I took, and that's I learned a lot of stuff from that. But they offered one-on-one work with me so that it wasn't just this generic, here's the information, you can do this. At-home studies, I think, are, are beautiful. But Caleb and I, we spent lots of money and lots of time downloading and doing at-home studies at our house, like watching one after another. And it wasn't until I had a person sit down with me and say, this is where you need to put your focus. This is where you need to put your attention. And here are the steps to take one, two, and three. Check back with me in a week and tell me what results you've gotten, and that that was huge. So when we do work with people, we do have like group programs and things we take people through, but we always offer one on one with everything we do.
1: Okay, that's cool. That's awesome. So um, yeah, in preparing for this interview, I noticed you have on your I think it's on your website you have an increase your income strategy session. Can you expand upon that a little bit, please?
3: Yeah, so that strategy session, I mean the biggest person of purpose of the strategy session is to really give value and to connect with LGBT entrepreneurs who are out there and what that strategy session is is it's a one-on-one phone call that we do with anyone who's interested and they're usually about 30 minutes and what we do in that phone call is figure out what challenges someone is having in their business and what their life would be like and what their business would be like if they didn't have those challenges and then give them some really powerful recommendations on how they can get past those challenges that they're having in their business.
2: Yeah, we really want to make the strategy sessions a way to, to like, like Caleb said, give value back to the community. And, uh, what I love about them is that they're not sales calls. A lot of times when you see people that offer strategy sessions and we've done our share of them because we love, you know, getting information and see how people do things and they can be so pushy where they're like, now I've told you this information, be my client. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and for us, we're, we're really interested in working with people who, are aligned with what we're doing and we're aligned with them as well. And that's really made a difference in our business. Yeah. And so those calls are a really great way to, like I said, to
3: connect with people. And then, you know, if, if we connect with them and they connect with us and it makes sense, then we talk about what it would look like to continue the journey together. But like Matt said, you know, the, the purpose of the calls isn't to sell people. It's really to give people value.
2: The purpose of our business isn't even to sell people, which is, the I think, the coolest thing about what we do, because there's so much ease into it. We're not constantly pushing ourselves on people. We simply just have really good, valuable information. And if people work with us, that's that's freaking awesome. Like, we love that. Mm. But in reality, we just want to see people make money and change the world. Like, just change the world, whatever you're doing.
1: That's awesome. awesome. It reminds me of um, that Marie Forleo uh, podcast that we listened to a couple. Dave and I listened to a couple weeks ago, and she just talks about just give, 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 and don't worry about what's going to come back to you because if you give, you'll get something in return.
2: Right. Yes,
3: yeah. I think if you know if you're giving value and you're showing up in service, and that you know your real purpose is to to be in service and to give value, that 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 really shows.
1: Yeah. Pretty cool. I love it. MassMutual helps entrepreneurs with their business finances and entrepreneurs with their personal finances. Visit MassMutual at massmutual.com. So I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but how do you think that the LGBTQ community can can raise its game? What's your how do you how do you see that playing out?
2: Caleb and I have noticed a lot about just the power of community. Like even just the LGBTQ people coming together in community and supporting one another and and a lot less of like this attack of behavior that can sometimes happen, and and I'll just say like I already think that the LGBTQ community have stepped up their game a lot over the years. Like we've we've really come together when it matters most, and I think that it would be even better if we came together together not just in times of crisis, but in times of of peace. Like if we if we all got together more than just one time a year at Pride, that'd be really great. Yes. Agree. Great.
0: Yeah. I think that part of the question behind the question here that John and I have is we look around at some of the media and what the media seems to focus on, and some of the media that's even allegedly representative of our community. And we see that there's a lot of, um, a focus on things that aren't, ne- are not necessarily upbuilding, uplifting, empowering, or encouraging to our community. We see a lot of focus on things like sex, pop culture, politics in a negative manner, and victimization. And although those kinds of stories and all those things, I think to a certain degree, are important for us to think about and talk about from time to time, but I don't see the positive aspects or uplifting side of what our community can do the the driving force behind conversations
3: yeah and it's difficult because you know the media outlets their job is to sell whatever they're selling their magazine or their newspaper or their show or whatever it is and i guess it's old fashioned to say if we walk past a newspaper stand but if you're uh scrolling through your facebook feed and you see an article that says everything is perfect in the queer community, you're going to probably keep scrolling because you're like, oh, that's great. Everything is perfect. But if you scroll past something that says doom and gloom for the queer community, make sure you know how to protect yourself, then you're going to stop and think, oh, no, like, what you know, what's going on and what do I need to do to protect myself? And so, uh, unfortunately, that, you know, the negative politics and the victimization, I think, are really... A way to to sell things and to captivate our attention. So part of just uplifting ourselves is like taking time to appreciate and enjoy the positive things. You know, being willing to stop at that post or article that says everything is going great and say, "Wow, you know, let me look more about how great things are." And I think that that's something that, and not even just within our community, but all communities um, have that.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think we just need to be, I think the LGBTQ community as well as, you know, society in general just needs to make more conscious decisions to focus on more positive things. I mean, I know, for example, when Trump came out with, I don't know what it was. It was a tweet about cor- Corvifi or Corfifi or whatever. I, I don't know if he spelled coffee wrong or whatever. And like the news was just like enamored by this, this cryptic word. And I was just like, I'm, Hundred percent positive. This means nothing or matters not very little to my life. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I got to stop paying attention to this. It's just not serving me at all.
2: We get obsessed over a typo while there's other things. problems <laughs> There's real problems right, going on, right? Um, yeah, and I, real
3: good things going on, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, we need to.
1: We, we need to. Those of us who have the platform, whether big or small, need to use our platform for the greater good and you know share the positive.
3: Right.
2: Yes. Definitely.
1: With that in mind, any, you know, you're the experts. How can, how can those of us trying to uh, attract and build up the community, any recommendations on how to do that if they might be consumed in the negativity and distractions?
3: So, you know, one thing that we try to do, even when we're just talking about what we do, is talk about like the positive results that, that people want. Talk about what it is that people are looking to get in a way that's going to, to
2: captivate them. Or even just like what, like what they can do with more money, like what you can do with more money and and talking about like the good that you can do. I, I think also what we can do as a community and those of us who are our leaders, because I think the four of us all probably would identify as leaders in the community in one way or another is to, like we said, like post more positive things and just keep, keep at it. It's, it's like we're in a stream that's coming against us and we're these little salmon but, but we, we can be stronger than the current and just no matter what, constantly just feed out there that, that it's not doom and gloom, that it's, there's more. Just keep swimming.
3: <laughs> but
1: stay away from those bears. Those bears will get you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they
1: they will get lot. you. I don't know.
3: Some people
2: like bears.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's true.
1: <Arr. laughs> <laughs> so you know, we'll go out to like, uh, you know, David and I aren't, aren't bears at all. But we'll go to a a bear bar here once, once or twice a year when when we have a little bit too much drink, and and, and invariably I get growled at. (laughs) And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but whatever. I I take it as a positive. It's a good thing. (laughs) So, uh, uh, I don't know where I saw this in, in researching for this. I see that Matthew has a job, and I think you alluded
2: to it earlier. Body work is that what you called it? Yeah. So, well, I did when I first met Caleb. I was a body worker. That's how I identified myself. But slowly, what I started to get into more was uh, it was coaching and consultant work, but with men in their intimate lives. So I was really helping men show up fully in relationships. I taught uh, couples how to communicate better. My my main goal was to just end boring sex. So I wanted people to have epic <laughs> sex lives, and because uh, what I did, I didn't realize that not everybody had like super awesome sex. I thought I thought that was just universal. It's just and, how it's made. It's <laughs> just how you, you know. And so um when I realized that a lot of people struggle with with something that I had actually I struggled a lot with body image and other things and overcame a lot of a lot of issues and so I use it as a way to help other people just kind of break out of their limiting beliefs around their body and sex. And uh and so that that became like a coaching career that I did for the last like three three years. And I, I have a few clients in that, in that niche, in that focus. But my full-time focus now is just on working with Caleb in this LGBTQ entrepreneur business.
1: That's cool. So, uh, I'll just ask one more question. Yeah. I, I like my sex. <laughs> how do I know if it's, hec- how know if it's epic? How do I know if it's epic, though? I want it to be epic. <laughs> uh, if
2: you have to ask if it's epic, uh, you and ooh. I should talk. <laughs> no. Um, you just got ooh,
1: schooled. Dissed. Did I get schooled or did you get yeah. schooled? I don't know. It takes two to tango. <laughs> oh, my poor mom.
2: you could could edit this out if you (laughs) want (laughs) to she doesn't listen
1: anyway (laughs) we're not her she's not our target market (laughs) nope i think it's fascinating that you're a couple and that you're working together a lot of people when they understand what david and i are doing they look at us kind of cross-eyed thinking about how they possibly could never work with their partner so how did you guys come to the decision to work together and how's that working out for you
3: yeah well I mean, a big part of it was that we just, you know, we, we really like each other. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we enjoy spending time together. And, you know, I, I mentioned that I was working like 60 hours a week when we met. So we really didn't get a lot of time together early on. And then even when we both started our own businesses, we were very focused on our own businesses and still weren't getting as much time together as i think we both would have wanted and so this was an opportunity to spend more time together and just an opportunity to create something together you know some people create children and we're creating a business
2: <laughs> we also we also realized that we have really opposite skill sets that really complement each other unbelievably well and so in my own business like i lacked so much structure And like when Caleb met me and I was doing restaurant work and body work, all my money was kept in a fish tank in my bedroom. Like I didn't, (laughs) I didn't invest (laughs) it. I didn't like, I I mean, I had like a bank account for sure to pay rent, but I just, I was so unorganized. I didn't have like a bookkeeping or any of that. And, and, and I, I literally, I can't look at a spreadsheet without getting cross-eyed and Caleb loves spreadsheets and he loves organization and he's really good at taking all my crazy wacky ideas and my personality and turning it into actually something that people can interact with. That's awesome. You're like yin and yang. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a really great book out there called Rocket Fuel um, that ah. talks about there's like the integrator and, and the, the visionary. visionary. And reading that book, it just kind of like hit me. It was like, oh wow, like. We, we, we have the skills to actually make a, a million dollar or more company.
1: That's, that's awesome. I have to check that book out. I've yeah, never definitely. But that's kind of how David and I work. We didn't, I don't I don't know if we knew this going into it, but um, we definitely clearly have our skill sets and li- we're fortunate enough that we can kind of work off of each other. Yeah. David um, can come up with a million ideas a minute and he's lacks in the execution area. And, and I, I stall at ideas and can, Handle the execution side of things, so it helps out. And I think it's pretty cool how you guys said that uh, you just like to spend more time together. Because for the most part, that's why we decided to venture on this journey together ourselves. Was just working two nine to five jobs, just wasn't really cutting it. And when you count in travel and preparing for work and then sleep, it wasn't a whole lot of time together. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then you just—I mean—and you also just like get to to share in this, right? To share in this vision, and you're not. When I, you know, in the past, when I've had a full-time job and my partner has a full-time job, it's like we're living these separate lives that that we can't, you know, you can't really relate to what I went through at work a lot of times unless you were there. And now all of that's together. We just share everything.
0: I, I completely agree. I, although I still have a nine to five, I for I think about months. the fact that uh, that I spend – sometimes I spend more time with my colleagues at work than I do with my husband and I don't like that. <laughs> they're yeah. Not, they're not the people I love. <laughs> yeah. Hear,
1: here. So, um, can you give our audience any instruction on how they can find you, where you are on social media, all that good stuff if they want to follow up with you?
2: Yeah. So, um, lgbtqentrepreneur.com. It, an entrepreneur is a tricky word to spell, but, um, uh, so there, and actually we, we created a link. So, um, we mentioned our strategy session earlier mm-hmm. and, uh, if it's cool with you guys, we'd love to tell people how they can get a little bonus strategy session. So we actually made a link. It's lgbtqentrepreneur.com slash DFG for debt-free guys. Awesome. And instead of a half an hour, we'll spend 45 minutes with you talking about what we can do to to help you take your business to the next to the next level. So that's just kind of a bonus for anybody interested that's listening. And we're also on Facebook LGBTQ entrepreneur. And we also have a YouTube channel. And that's Caleb and Matthew, I believe. You can probably find you can find our videos on our on our Facebook and it'll link to the YouTube. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Yeah, and you guys have great very very engaging videos and I love that you created a, a custom link for us. We'll definitely include that in the show notes and on behalf of our listeners, we thank you in advance. Definitely. <laughs> we appreciate that.
2: Oh, the videos are really fun to make and that's actually one of my biggest uh, pointers for anyone who's listening who's an entrepreneur is uh, we did Facebook Lives and the reason that we did Facebook Live videos is because w- we can spend days upon days writing out a script, getting the lighting right, getting the camera right, thinking that we need audio equipment, the right outfit, the right everything, and years will go by without us putting any actual content out. And I know that entrepreneurs struggle from perfection syndrome. They want it to be absolutely right. So if there's one challenge I can have for anyone listening who's an entrepreneur, it's go make a Facebook Live video today. Talk about what you do unscripted, raw, and be a real person. And uh, rip that Band-Aid off and get your message out there. It's scary and you're not going to like it and you're going to watch it back and you're going to hate it. But it's a step in getting started, which is, I think, where most people get stuck.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was um, Social Media Marketing World, and they were talking about how people... Uh, Facebook watchers and, and YouTube watchers in general are getting tired of the really scripted, perfect lighting videos, and the ones that that seem more gritty and less professional uh, seem to uh, are seeing uh, pick up in engagement. So that's great advice. Just just do it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like authenticity, right? And just being yourself and it'll really show through. And it's like those, those Facebook live videos, or even just putting up a video that has one take on it is that you're, you're being yourself. There's not enough room to really script it and, and put on a show. And, and I think that people really connect to that. Yeah, I'd I, I we
1: wholeheartedly agree with that. We did a, um, a mock video this weekend that we posted on my personal wall, <laughs> telling everybody that more often than not, when, when we're doing a video, I'm standing on three books so that the camera can get both like <laughs> David and me.
0: <laughs> there, isn't enough, there isn't enough space in the Facebook Live uh, screen to capture us both, unless it's like way far away. <laughs> that doesn't do anybody good.
1: <laughs> so it takes a little bit of creativity. Yes, That's awesome. John goes and puts
0: books. on his pumps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't put on my pumps, but I have to. I usually have to have. Um, I have three books that I get. One of them is like the History of Art, Part One, and um, <laughs> then I have to get my running shoes because they have a, a thick uh, sole, <laughs> so they're close to a heel. Like I said, your fun size. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for joining us. It was great to to meet you, and I think our, uh, great um, gave us a lot of great information, and our audience will be much appreciative of it. So thank you very much for your time and um, ho- hopefully we can connect in the future.
3: Yes. Yeah, thanks for having us on here. It was a lot of fun.
1: MassMutual is helping the debt-free guys help you. We thank Mass Mutual for their support of queer money and of the queer community. Visit MassMutual at MassMutual.com. We want to thank LGBTQ entrepreneurs Caleb and Matthew for sharing how they're helping the queer community thrive. For more information about LGBTQ entrepreneur, visit Caleb and Matthew at www entrepreneur.com slash dfg to get their special promotion for Queer Money listeners. A free 45-minute Increase Your Income Strategy session. Thank you, Matthew, Lynn, Caleb, for your support of our community. Okay. We just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money lifestyle newsletter at queer.money.
2: Well,
1: I'm not really gay. Would <laughs> help me if I had a personal chef made all my all meals for me. Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers tonight. For dinner. <laughs> the other
0: end, I like the butts. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road.